We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to group therapy and good God, what a waste of mid, just, just two nights of suck. I'm Kirk Henderson. This is Mavs Moneyball group therapy. Thank you for spending part of your evening with me. At least it's not two in the morning. Uh, you're coming to me about an hour after the Dallas Mavericks fell to the Washington Wizards. Once again, the Mavericks play like crap against the team missing two of their best players. They get embarrassed. Luka Doncic once again looked lethargic, and in the post-game comments, I think we are all sort of quite reasonably assuming he may have some sort of bug because he looked really, really uh, downtrodden, I think is the way that I will will go with it. Um, it was just a very frustrating performance the from from pretty much everyone, the team except for uh Spencer. Spencer Dinwiddie. The Mavericks started off the game shooting the absolute crap out of the ball. I feel like they scored 20 points in the first four minutes of the game, and then they would score 85 over the next uh, 44 minutes, which is a step in the right direction compared to the Orlando game where they scored a grand total of 87 points over the entire 48-minute period. Um, There's a lot we could talk about. I think a lot of us are rightfully frustrated. Uh, this is not the way we wanted to start the year. The simple fact is, if you look at the the data as a whole with this basketball team and you back out their one blowout win, they're actually playing pretty piss poor. They are 18th in offense since the Memphis Grizzlies game. That Memphis Grizzlies game was such a blowout that it bolsters the rest of their stats. Obviously, you don't back out stats. That's not how this works, but... If you're looking at snapshots and how they're performing, the Mavericks have not looked good. I am very, very frustrated, and I expect that you are too. Uh, So what, you know, what I want you to do is come up on stage, vent your frustrations, and then let's get on out of Dodge because we have another game on Saturday. And really, uh, I I want you to go listen to Josh and I's postgame pod where he lost patience. Josh Josh Bowe got frustrated. Josh never gets frustrated. That's my jam. Um, all right. 
So coming up first, we're going to bring up, uh, oh, and just so you guys know, if you're new in here, you haven't come in here much, you don't have much to say normally, I'm going to let people up here first that I that I don't see as often. So right now we got four regulars. That's just fine. Uh, but I want to give, you know, everybody an opportunity to use and, and, and get out your feelings because I got to tell you, it's a lot, uh, a lot better than doing it on Twitter. So Tim, welcome. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Hey, um, so this team, I'm just going to say, I think this team kind of sucks. <laughs> um, and I think we have overrated our supporting cast quite heavily. Um, when that hundred top hundred poll came out before the season started, I remember a lot of people shocked and askew that, Dorian and Reggie and Maxi and these guys were not on there, but like, I don't know, watching this game. Um, I don't think any of them are better than like Kyle Kuzma. I, I, I don't know if any of them are, I mean, I don't even know if any of them can do the things that Rui Hachimura does like dribble and create a shot. Um, and it's just like, Man, it just points to the reality that if Luca does not play awesome or even play well, this team cannot beat an NBA team. They, they can't beat the Orlando Magic. They can't beat the Washington Wizards without their best players. And that's another thing. I'll just stop after this. But that's another thing about this win streak we had. We were barely beating teams that aren't very good or are good, but we're missing – uh, some of their most significant and best players. So it's just like pretty concerning that Lucas got to put up like MVP numbers to beat like the Oklahoma City Thunder or whoever we're playing. Right. Well, you know, this is something that, that Josh uh, Bo actually noticed pretty early on, but because our site, our podcast has the reputation of being um, just kind of perversely negative, we didn't really want to say anything. And the Mavericks schedule to date has been incredibly easy. It's been incredibly easy. Go back and look at some of the the things that they benefited from paired with the, you know, this, I want to say this is their second back-to-back, I think. Um, They've not, you know, played a ton of road games. They've they've just been lucky in a lot of, in a lot of respects. And they've not taken advantage of that luck. And I, I tend to side on a lot of where you're going because as much as I enjoy these players that are on the team, this has been the the kind of call from us for a long time. When JaVale McGee was signed over the summer, a lot of local media were really excited about it. And what that told me, what that told me is that none of them have seen JaVale McGee play basketball. And, you know, you I don't think that he would be this bad. Oh yeah. Oh, I, he was awful last year. He was oh, awful. Yeah. Like I the mean, Suns were like, yeah. oh, we kind of like him, whatever. But by the end of the playoffs, they had replaced him with a guy that they had signed off the street. I've watched JaVale because I was a Washington, D.C. resident for 14 years. He is all athleticism and very little interest in actual basketball. He won some titles by being a bystander. I had someone, a, a national media member, tell me that he has actually become kind of a beloved locker room guy the last several years. I don't know if that's the case in Dallas because I've seen Luca ask, you know, be very frustrated with him on the court. 
Well, and, you can't blame him. I mean, uh, of course he doesn't not. look that That's, athletic anymore also. He, I will say bingo. that. Bingo. That's a great – and so it's like you see all these things with your eyes – and it just it what it told what it told me is that and that's okay that people haven't seen like JaVale McGee play basketball because he's not played a lot of basketball. It's where it made it all like truly bizarre. And yeah. so there's there's just, you know, a night like tonight, I think the Mavericks are gonna be okay. I really do mean this. I'm very frustrated, but when they lose games like they've lost some of these games, it exposes elements of things that we have been told or hand-waved by the Mavericks themselves is this not being that big of a deal. And it's – I'm mad at myself for buying into the bullshit. I've I've tried to make a real concerted effort to not kick the shit out of the Mavericks because (laughs) when – you know, like like Mark Cuban went on Taylor Rook's podcast and complained about me. And, like, that sort of stuff, like, like, you know, I'm just a dude. That sort of stuff vexes me because I do this for fun and for the love. Like, I don't make any money off this. There's no money in this. Good Lord. And it's so stupid because basketball is fun, and I really do enjoy like, – I enjoy even getting mad. But when you see these things that they've done, going back to drafting Luca, and you paint – and you, you look at every offseason acquisition, every trade, every attempt at drafting, and – we're, we shouldn't be pleased because the the results are are not great. The thing is, Luka Doncic has made everything else better because he's that good. He is the floor raiser. So they're going to be okay. But I just and I hope that in twenty games we're looking back on this and laughing because they figured something out. But right now they're just they're awful to watch. Yeah, it's when, really when not. Luka, yeah, when Luka's not cooking, it's awful. The the offense is awful. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kirk. Um, I'll let others speak, but uh, sure. hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. I see Holden there in the chat saying, glad to hear me turn around. The offseason talk was really wild, is what he says. And it's nobody, but the thing is, nobody wants to hear me shit on them. There's not an audience for that. Everybody really wants to be told that their team is special and that their things are good. Like the messages and emails I get from people who are like, when, when, when I've been more consistently negative, like it really grates on me. Um, but I, I, I may just have to sort of make my heel turn again because watching this sort of stuff and being told that these sorts of things are just fine. Like it makes me wonder if they really realized why they were good and got to the Western conference finals to begin with. Um, okay. Coming up next then. Oh, geez. We've got a lot of people now. Wonderful. Um, Brandon, welcome, Brandon. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Yeah, I will be fast because it's the same. Yeah, same, right? We're just repeating the same thing over and over again. 2018, downhill from here, right? I agree with uh, JaVale McGee comments. He doesn't look athletic. In his entire career, he was a shacked in a full mainstay. He has, like, bursts of athleticism, and that was it. He's Willie Cauley-Stein. It's it's awful. Um, Not having Jalen Brunson matters and everybody acts as if that didn't happen like oh this is a western conference finals team no it's it's not a western conference finals team it's a former western conference finals team without the second best player who averaged 20 points and five assists during the playoffs that's not that was replaced with i hope tim hardaway jr can shoot again who's averaging what 10 points a game on like 30 percent from the field we have an offensive creative problem and we allow layups. 
constantly and our, you know, our only two players who can score more than 10 points a game on any given basis are Luca and Dinwiddie. There's no team in the, I was watching all the games on the awesome every 15 minutes go live thing. Like look, Denver's starting five all have 15 points or higher, right? Yep. Like there's no other starting lineup box score that looks like the Mavericks where you have Luca, everything, Dinwiddie, you know, 15 to 22, and then nobody else can consistently score 10 points. No team is going to be successful in the playoffs. Even if you go back into like the, you know, the heyday of the Mavericks with Dirk in 2008 you know, through 11, every team that he played on, and we always say, well, Dirk didn't have a second all-star, but at least Dirk had, there was three guys on that team that could get you 20 any night, right? Sure. And Jerry Stackhouse was a god. Right. Jason Terry was at least a 20 point game. Sean Marion was good for 15 all the time. Right. We had at least two or three guys that could get you 30 sometimes. Right. There was just a bunch of guys that were more than just shooters. Last season, we had the same issue. Right. And the the conversation was, well, you're just got to make open shots. Jason Kidd tonight said, well, you know, we got a lot of open shots. We just got to make them. The difference between last year and this year is last year, our open shots sucked because that was poor shot quality. We had that whole statistical argument for like four weeks because we and then they did come around the eventually. Like they, right. started they came around when we stopped playing two bigs, right? Because spacing was the issue, but we're not getting poor shot quality. Now we're just missing shots. We're that aren't, we're not generating the kind of good looks we generated previously because they're not collapsing in on Luca as much. They're trying to make him score. And these guys can't shoot without being completely wide open. And you can't just like your whole season can't ride on the fact that Reggie Bullock can't shoot, right? Like you ought to be able to win games when the fourth offensive option on your team can't make a basket. It's really maddening. It's maddening. So, And there's not a good option out there. There will be a, some, I think there's going to be some interesting trade deadline shakeups this year because there's a lot of teams that have no idea what they're doing. Like the Lakers are going to do something because they can't help themselves and it's probably not going to be good. And there'll be a, a couple other teams that bite into that. Like Utah is going to lose. There's no way they decide they're going to just compete this year. I don't think. So eventually there's going to be some interesting players open or, or available, but it'll be, what do we pay for them? And are we willing to mortgage our future for it? Right. Take our lumps yeah. now or, or spend a pick to get, Conley, which I think is a terrible idea, even though as I, I think Conley would be a great player for us. I don't think he's worth a pick. So anyway, it's hard to look at the bright side. It seems like this is the year of hopefully Luca gets the points per game, you know, scoring title, and we make it into uh, get a sixth seed and and get you know blasted in the first round. <laughs> right. And Mav fan in the in the chat says, "I say take the lumps now," and that's it's that's been a theme. For, for us in the office, balancing that, where it's like we're all trying to figure out how does a team that have Luka Doncic play poorly, and this is how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have other good basketball players. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, thanks for <laughs> I mean, We have a, a lot of good team support guys, just not enough top end talent. That's right. Yep. All right. Talk soon. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I, I need a volunteer to come read this KD quote from the Nets game the other night that made it under under the radar. Um, it's such an incredible, it's an incredible quote. And, and Katie, Katie posted in the chat and you need to like, you need to hear it in Katie's voice because he says this with such disdain. 
uh, about the Mavericks dribbling. I, I need to go. I can't find the written one at the moment because I'm doing like four things at once. But if someone will actually come read it to me, if they can find it, that would that would really make my night. We'll revisit that in a minute. Okay, coming up next is my man, Micah. Welcome, Micah. How are we doing? Hit that mute button one more time. All right, you got me now? Yeah, how you doing? Oh, um, well, I'm making it. Uh, actually, I remember pretty much what KD said word for word. He said, of course, we're going to close that guy off because he's a great st- scorer, and that's what you do with great scores. And they don't have anybody else on that team that can – dribble and then kind of giggles and says, you know, create on their own. And that's what it is. And it's just like, we got to, you said it a bunch, Kirk, and this is what we're doing. And it's crazy. You see people on the timeline that in the same breath will just show how disgusted they are in this roster but then they will, at this, right after expressing their disgust, put in a trade machine to do the exact same. How <laughs> this is in place. Because we are living through the mistakes of 2019. It's like three of our draft picks are not even in the league anymore, right? Yeah. Um, and then. Not only that, we when all these other teams they're finding it out the hard way, and we decided that before a couple of them did, we make the same mistake. When you use draft capital to get a max player that is constantly broken, it destroys your timeline for about three to four years. It's just like. We look at what Lori Martin is doing right now, and of course, a bunch of people were like, "Oh, remember when the Mavs said that they're too good for marketing?" But then you come to find out that they actually did make a call to trade for him. But Chicago, pretty have, much, yeah, no nobody wants our players. I mean, I still think it's crazy that the Pelicans wanted to give. Tim Hardaway Jr. four for eighty four just a couple of seasons ago, and now we can't get nothing for none of these guys. We well, got to give them draft capital just to give them off the books. Well, it's and 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 you know it's it's no disrespect to like Dorian and Maxi who have pretty much maximized. Like Dorian could have gotten thirty million on the open market. I I honestly like or at least twenty something. That dude, it, it, we're so lucky to have him. But you don't rest on your laurels by going and getting lucky with those free agency picks, or like your your undrafted picks, which is what they did with Maxi and Dorian. And that was those were guys that they picked in 2016. And it's building a team is so difficult. I, I need to at least say that element out loud. But you only get so many bites of the apple. And when it took convincing for Cuban to go get Luca, because it did. Cuban to this date has is, is basically argues about a Mark Stein quote saying that they wouldn't give up. Uh, they didn't want to take on the extra money for, gosh, who was it? Uh, he ended up playing Golden State with the Lakers. Um, I can't remember who it was right now, but he was an Atlanta Hawk at the time. 
uh, Bazemore. That, that there was a, a Stein tweet saying that the Mavericks were not interested in taking on Bazemore's money. So they instead gave up a draft pick to go get, to go, uh, uh, to switch positions with, um, the Hawks. And that is a wild misunderstanding of where you are in your rebuild if you won't take on money to, for that sort of thing. Cuban, now in Cuban's defense, he says this wasn't true, but, they did so many things like, like when you fall in the lotto, that's very frustrating. It's just like there's elements of team building that the Mavericks have been unlucky about. I still to this day understand the Porzingis trade. I don't agree with it. I didn't really like it the day of. You can go see some of my tweets to Dalton and other like of the more hopeful Mavs brigade where I'm sitting here. My buddy Jared Dubin, who is a Knicks writer uh, at the time, who now writes for 538 and CBS Sports, basically said, here, look at this. Christoph Porzingis had 13 lower body injuries by the time he missed, or by the time he was traded to the Dallas Mavericks, where he had missed time. The Porzingis injury with a guy that big was almost preordained, and we, we took the gamble anyways. I still understand it, but all these things like boil together to where you end up with a roster where you're constantly telling yourselves, "Well, we'll be fine. We'll be fine because we have Luca," and that works right up until it doesn't. Now, to be clear, because I'm hedging a little bit. I think the Mavericks are going to be okay this year, but this is not going to be a particularly straightforward fun year. Like we're not going to go the previous two years. We've, you know, after all-star break uh, two seasons ago, the Mavericks were on a tear after uh, new year's day this last year, the Mavericks were on a tear. It's just not reasonable to expect a team to win 75% of its games for a stretch. Like they have to play 60% basketball more often than not, I think, in order to win the 50 games that we want them to win. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling at this point. What are you thinking? Right. I mean, man, I'm thinking we pulled in Atlanta. <laughs> we, I swear I did not want to admit it at the beginning of the season. I wanted to lie to myself and be hopeful like Colton, but now I'm like, right, it's we, we pulled in Atlanta. Right. Well, I mean, well, hopefully – we repeated Atlanta, and look at that prototype of player because, man, Chris, uh, who faces, he's got me on this train and has got some other people upset, <laughs> but especially Hawks fans. Right. I think DeJounte Murray is a better overall basketball player than Trey Young. Call me crazy, but I see it. That's spicy. When you add, it's spicy. But honestly, triple double threat uh, definitely got snubbed for for all defensive team last season. Like he had the most steals of any guard in the league, and he got snubbed. He's given it to you on both sides of the floor, and still, like, I don't know. I see it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's spicy, but I see it. <laughs> I appreciate the spice. I, I, the chat does too. They're, they're, I love it. Anyway, you got anything else for us? No, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, we, right. Hopefully we found a way to fix this thing. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We still got – I don't know. These guys are kind of stinky, but some of them are expiring. Maybe we can do something. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. We'll see. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you. I hope you come back. All right. Let's go with um, Ewan. How are we doing, guy? Hey, what's going on, Kirk? 
I don't know. I feel better now. Everybody, but I want everybody else to be mad. So let's 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 roll with it. No, nah, Matt Matt Kirk is good, man. I'm glad you back to yourself. <laughs> so what are you thinking? Um, so watching the game, you know, towards the end of the second quarter, we had a nice little what, like seven eight point lead before they made it on a run, and it was at that point that I figured that I was getting the vibe that we're gonna lose this game because it's like good teams, you know, finish quarters good. And they just kind of lollygagged the end of that second quarter and let them come back and, you know, bring it closer um, towards halftime. And um, watching the game, too, is like Luca body language. He does – he have to work on his body language when it comes to the team and knowing pretty much, you know, what the roster is. It's pretty much him, Spencer, Seawood. And he got to kind of understand, like, listen, these guys, they can't do what you do. So, you know, sometimes you, even if you're feeling frustrated mentally, you got to still, hey, you know, keep it going. I believe in you. You got to, you know, he got to give him words of encouragement because his body language kind of wears on the team. So I don't know if it's his his age, his maturity. I don't know what it is, but he got to try to kind of like figure that out somehow because it spreads, you know. It It does. Leadership's important, and he's, and, he's yeah, he's ahead, better about that. Yeah, and with and with Spencer, it's like it seemed like he figured out what his role is. Like he's, you know, and he seems to be a good three point shooter. We just got to kind of admit it that he's actually a good three point shooter. I have no idea what to make of this shit, though. He's like twelve <laughs> points higher than his career. Like, there's, I love his catch and shoot stuff, but do you remember there's like a broken play where he hit a pull up from the left wing, like three feet behind the line? Yeah, that was just like like a total like I'm feeling myself shot. Like, I I will I will accept that he is a good three point shooter. I wonder what cooling off means though. And but you know what, if he cools off. And anyone else picks up, the Mavericks can deal with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's like, um, I mean, Tim Tim always get his, he got the green light, like you said, always. And he had a lot of good looks today. So a lot of them didn't go down. But it's like, 11. He yeah. took 11 threes. <laughs> and with, 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 with like the Bullock and Finney Smith thing, and back to the KD quote, it's like you saw it in that possession where, you know, Luca got. Uh, Finney Smith the ball. He tried to do something and whoop, travel. And that's exactly what KD was talking about. And it's like, you know, it's like if you have, you know, those defenders in the game to start the game and they're kind of they're not defending, as you say, we have the defensive lineup and they're not defending, you might want to switch it up a little bit. I know, you know, you've been pretty, you know, supportive of, of Bullock, but you might want to switch it up a little bit, you know. Um, maybe give Green some minutes in the star lineup, see how that works. You know, because if they're not defending and they're the defending lineup is, you know, it's pretty much useless. At least Josh Green can try to attack the rim, can try to do something athletic, can try sure. to impact with the ball in his hand, you know? So you may have to switch it up a little bit. And last thing is like, this game can show pretty much to show Jason Kidd, like, listen, all right, you got to stop messing around with these lineups. Like you got to play Christian with 30 minutes a game. Like you got to, when he come back, you can't, you know, like no, mess around, give him no, his minutes. No. The the making him earn it is some nonsense. It's yeah. just nonsense. It, like, what is he earning? This team is getting beat by by lottery teams. Yeah, that's bad. And sorry, one more thing. Um, 
the Jason Kidd part with Luca, when Luca got attacked for that foul, I mean, Luca gets fouls a lot. And I don't know what it is, his physique. It's kind of like LeBron a little bit when LeBron was younger. He used to always be hacked, but they never called the foul because he was so strong or whatnot. But it's like, at, at some point, J.K. got to show some inner Rick Carlisle, like get pissed, get tossed, Are get you suggesting mad. the Jason Kidd coach? That, like, this, that's wild. He doesn't get like, paid to coach. He gets paid to look like a bored IT professional. Curse somebody out, you know, throw some F. Even if the call is not in Luca favor, at least show, do something, spark the team. Like, at least have them thinking like, all right, you got my back no matter what. If I'm right or wrong, you still got my back. Show the team yeah. that at least once a, once, once a year, that'd be nice, you know? Some some spice, some fire, something. something. Not, I've, I've stayed away from his post-game quotes because I don't want to be mad. I don't like Jason Kidd post-game quotes when they lose because he, he does like – What's the the old the old uh, Fresh Prince thing that where Uncle Phil's like we <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, that video <laughs> that's Jason exactly. Kidd when yeah, they lose. That's a good one. That is uh, a good one. Uh, man, hopefully, hopefully we show up against Dame. We always show up against good, good teams, but um, he's losing a bad team. He's gonna come back to bite us down the line. I hate it so much. Well, thanks for joining, man. Yes, sir. All right. So a lot of people love this. Love an active room tonight. Chris, I made you wait a little while, but you're always the first one here. Hey, What's Kirk, how's it going? Uh, I think a lot of us are feeling like uh, that scene in Zoolander when he's just walking around and he's like, who am I? I guess I've got a lot of things to ponder. <laughs> and then we, then we got to wake up, you know, and Hansel's like, uh, the results are in, amigo. There's nothing left to ponder, you know, so it's kind of... The results <laughs> I'm looking for that gift right now. Yeah, I know. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, this kind of sucks. It, you know, we knew going into Orlando and Washington was at the back of our mind that, oh, God, this is they could, they, these could be losses here, you know, especially the long drive or flight or whatever they had with that storm last night going into D.C. It's just, uh, God, man. But they started out so good tonight. So it sucks. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie. Good lord! Didn't we have like fifteen points in like a minute and a half or something? They scored. They scored twenty points in the first four minutes because I tweeted something to the effect of they were on pace for a two hundred and forty point game. Yeah. What's scary about this team that we have now is like you look at these bad teams that we're playing, and what's it's, it seems like a death sentence when their quote unquote star player on a bad team is out. Like that's like, are we going to play down to our competition? Doesn't matter if we have one or two days rest. Like. This this is very this is very scary. Like, I mean, Luca goes out that we're pretty much toast for how many games he's going to be going to be out. I mean, I'm concerned right now, and I'm usually positive about this team. We've had some good wins so far, and we're we're only 11 games into the season. And I mean, we're talking about we need Luca to probably chill a game or two just to rest. I mean, he's which what are we doing with that? That drives me nuts. Yeah, did you hear that? They've not played enough games. Yeah. Because you could look on the schedule in a couple of games we play the Rockets. I mean, right? You were like, oh, okay, sick, we got that. If he's sick, that's a different story. If yeah. he is not feeling good and nursing something, that's a different story. But the concept of the twenty-three-year-old player being tired, even at the usage rate, is something I'm not particularly interested in hearing. Yeah, get in better was- shape if that's the case. Right, right. And I went to one of the games. It was towards the end of the season last year when we played Sacramento. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith had that three. Uh, to win the game. So I was at that game. But, yeah, that was one of the games that was like Luca rest. But, it, like I said, it was towards the end of the season, so it's whatever. But, um, man, I'm just thinking that this year is going to be just hold the line. where There's not going to be any deals made. It's basically 
just get through the season and hope for the best. And then after that, give the pick to the Knicks for that Porzingis trade. And after that, I, I assume they have flexibility. They own all their first round picks after that. So, I mean, is this a thing that you think that it might be next summer or next season where they like, they could just make a massive trade then or, or even the year after that? I don't know. So I'm just the worst person to ask because like, I'm like fire everyone start over again. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's where my head is at the moment. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at least Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight. I usually get on to him, but yeah, he made five threes, so it's yep. it's whatever. And then when he was playing good, but Luca looked, the whole team just looked tired. There was just no energy. And I yeah. swear, every team that we're going to play, especially the bad teams, I feel like they just want to go at Luca. That's very true. Because it's going to be this case for the rest of his career, especially these East teams, because they're only playing them twice a year. They they want they want to bite at Luca, like they want to be the one that blocks him or stops him. I mean. It's just it's going to be hard. I mean, just like how the Warriors are getting out. I'm not comparing our team to the Warriors, but I mean, they're coming into the season, they're getting their asses kicked by bad teams too. So, I mean, well, I feel like yeah, it's it's not a dissimilar element in that they are attempting some process with younger players coming off the bench and doing some things because they have a lot of youth from these first round picks that they made over the years. Where we're getting smashed is by the the rotation players we've had for a while. That stinks. It's so crazy. It's just this team is just the same. But and I'm but I'm wondering if Christian Wood was playing the last two games, maybe we would have won one of them just to have because we've seen him play pretty good this season. I, mean, I think so. I mean, he it, it, these two games have highlighted this, the import to to him in the process. Very Absolutely. important. He needs to be a starter. Like the stop with this Javale McGee shit. Like I'm I'm already over it, and it's sad that we have him on a three year deal. It's just, but that's that's Jason Kidd's buddy from the Lakers. So whatever. We'll see, man. Well, thanks so much. Yes, sir. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, I want to read something to you guys because the, the usage and the, like the that sort of thing is going to be an ongoing story. And Kid kind of got in front of it by talking about how Luke is going to be so tired or something. He's concerned for him making it through the season or whatnot. It's just like made me roll my eyes real hard because again, Jason Kidd helped assemble this team. So I don't know what we're doing here. Um, One of the things I understand about what the Mavericks do is that the Mavericks play one of the slowest paced uh, games in basketball. By the time this comes out tomorrow afternoon, you will see an article um, up on our site from Logan Thompson, who's there in the chat. Luca travel like for a guy that plays 38 minutes a game, he travels the 52nd most miles per game in the league. He runs about two and a half miles every game and uh, less than that, actually. And he's way down from other players 
who have you know high usage rates that do other things. Luca's not moving around a ton is kind of the point. He doesn't set screens, and then he they end up trying to pair him on a isolation shooter, three-point guy that doesn't move around too much to limit his motion. So contrary to what the Mavericks are putting out there at the moment, I think this is all by design and that Luca will continue to have this sort of usage um, no matter what you know the Mavericks say. Okay, coming up next, I got my guy, Xavier. What's up, dude? Hit that mute button one more time. Well, I mean, Xavier or Xavier, as I occasionally call him, uh, is a is a chat superstar back in the day, and he just needed to get a new phone. What's up, dude? All right, so so let me, let's get right to it. So I'll be honest. Heading into this season, I was a little bit agnostic just because I knew that last year's Western Conference Finals run. I'm not going to say it was a fluke because we earned it, but everything that could have possibly needed to go right for us Hard did go right because I'm not. Yeah, our margin for error is so small because of how many one-way players we have. I knew that this season, anything short of a Western Conference Finals run was going to feel like a disappointment, even if, realistically, the team overachieved, but it fell short of that goal. I couldn't help but look at it as a failure, when in reality, this team is not a Western Conference Finals team, right? Even the Warriors, I see, who won a chip, are probably the worst champions since the Bubble Lakers, and probably for like five years before that, the league just had a down year that year. And then I also knew until that pick to the Nick conveys, we're really that the front office's hands are tied. So I, yeah, we can shit on the JaVale McGee signing because it was god awful. But if the biggest bullet you have is the, you know, is the, is the, the mid-level exemption, like you're not getting someone who's raising your ceiling with that. You know, with that type of money, right? You're not signing somebody for six, eight million that's going to completely change the fortunes of your team. So I knew, okay, yeah, we struck out, but I mean, who, who else are we going to get, right? But my frustration is with the people who cover the team, right? The state sponsored media, with the people online and with the fandom, because people love to traffic in hope. And look, if, if your idea of being a fan is just you want to crack a beer open and watch the Mavericks play and you just want for them to win, great. That's, hey, I can't tell you that's a bad way to be a fan. But it's the people that when you, when you try to give objective analysis and say, hey, this is not a, this is not a good team. This is not a deep team. This is not a talented team. You get ostracized as being negative Nancy, right? Or, hey, you're too negative. Or, or you, you, need to, you need to take that negative stuff somewhere else because this team is good. And, and we made the Western Conference Finals. And now we're going to get Tim Hardaway Jr. back. And it's like, no, that's not the way this works. God, that made me mad. That's not how <laughs> and any I love of this shit works. I look, <laughs> but I just, that was the narrative that just pissed me off. And then... Right, the same people. Oh, don't be negative, Nancy. Then they thought, hey, what if we trade for Anthony Davis? Or what do you guys think about jumping in for Levine? Or what? Do you, look, when the Jazz were gonna have a fire sale, we couldn't get any of their aging vets because we don't have shit that anybody wants. We don't have a single player that's a positive asset. And every time I said that, when I wrote on it on Mavs Moneyball in the comments, X, you're a hater. Oh, here you come with this negative shit again. Oh, our players are good. No, they're not. No one wants our players. And when you have no draft picks because you owe the Knicks your next, your next first round pick, and when none of your players are positive values on their contracts, there's no magic trade that's coming down the road, guys. And that's not me, me negative. That's me just opening my eyes and understanding how basketball works. There's no magic trade on the horizon. So anytime you see the Mavs and a big name associated with, with us in, in the news, you can just feel free to ignore it because it's not going to happen. 
Now, once we convey that pick to the Knicks and now we have all of our first round picks at our disposal, okay, now give me all of the BS trades because I'm, I'm listening. I'm reading all of it because now we have a fighter's chance. But look, this is just what this team is, right? And for Kid, we're and the team, it seems like we have a Western Conference Finals hangover. There's no attention to detail, right? If you look at the reason, everybody said, why are the Mavericks so good on defense? Because it was attention to detail. Every rotation was had intention behind it, had purpose behind it. The players trusted each other, and they moved in sync and on the string. You don't see that shit anymore. Well, but right? that takes time to develop too. When you're when you're incorporating new guys, like that's where like I, I've mentioned this, and it's probably going to be a line I I use in the last show. Like Wood is expected to earn his minutes and play better, but he doesn't get to earn more minutes unless he plays like he's in a catch 22 situation where unless he executes things perfectly, he's basically being told he's not getting more time. And I think you have to fail to get more time. I mean, the Mavericks sucked for 30 games last year. They did. They sucked. Yeah. There's a variety of reasons for that, but you, you learn things during the suck and you, you kind of power through it. And I, I, I just, I need to see that. Like I'm not seeing learning opportunities from what's happening in some of these, like these past two losses. They're just bad losses. Look, and, and Kirk, earlier I posted a, a meme I made where it was pretty much Wolverine missing Rick Carlisle. Look, I, I get why Rick Carlisle had to go, right? If he didn't have a good relationship with Luca, I, I get all of that. But what Rick did was always get every ounce of talent from his team. Sure. He was dragging Dirk and five of us from his group chat to the fucking playoffs every year because he maximized every ounce of talent. And he would throw Boban in in game seven against the Clippers to go big and switch it up. He would try anything just to give us a marginal, um, you know, just to give us some, uh, uh, you know, just an edge on the margins to hopefully um, be able to get us a win. Where's the plan B with kid? We do the same shit every game. And if our role players hit shots. Plan A is, man. He's just out there. Bro, like, like we no roll coaching, the, just vibes. Bro, we roll the ball out there and. And that's it. And it's like, Luca, go be great. And Luca's more than happy to be the man. And look, he's Luca. I'm not here to say anything negative about him. But it's, you know, try something, right? Even if it fails, I don't care if you try it and it doesn't work. Try something. Because right now, we all know what's coming. The defense knows what's coming. And the fact is, we have too many unwilling shooters under than Tim Hardaway Jr. And if those people, and if Josh Green or Cleaver or these other guys feel like the closeout's a little bit too close, it's a reset. None of our players are able, capable of getting the defensive rotation. And so it's like, all right, Luca throws open pass. If it's not there, all right, we just reset and Luca go do it all over again. And it's like, that shit is just not sustainable. That shit doesn't win basketball games. And I wish that we showed an ounce of creativity on the offensive end because it's just, I've been watching the same bullshit lack of offensive scheme for a year and it's just frustrating. And I knew that this is what it was, but I'm also just like, it just sucks to see it. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rant that long. Okay. Thank you for letting me up, Kurt. They, they miss you in here. I'm glad your speakers work again. I'm back. All right. Talk soon. All right. Who we got next? My man, Drew. Hey, hey Kirk. Talk me off the ledge, man. I don't know if I can. <laughs> man, I, am I wrong in kind of coming to the conclusion that if, you know, Luke is not Superman, we don't win? Ooh, that's how they built the team. Who, you know, and, and I am a little concerned because after, I mean, I was so elated. He's, you know, he's shooting 52% and with a, even with a poor percentage of 30, you know, of uh, threes, you know, the inside, it was, which I always thought he could do. I mean, take it into the hole and, and shoot a tremendous. But the last two games, 
well, I think the length of Orlando Ball Ball seemed to really give him a lot of problems. Uh, you know, in you know inside sure. with Orlando, but you know, I, I I just don't know if teams were doing something different or he just. He I think just, he's sick. I could be wrong. I he just he went from looking fine on Monday, yeah, the Nets to looking like warmed over ass on Wednesday. And okay, was well, just it, me that he, saw that. <laughs> no, he was terrible. And then tonight he was terrible. Like there's a body language element with him where that comes out where I still have like issues with how he shows up to games where he's not particularly interested in the opponent. This felt yeah. weirder than that because they're like he's been short on shots. Like there's. Lucas never, mm-hmm. Lucas never like went, sh- shooting short has never been a problem for him. Like the free throws, he he was three and nine, like that's a legs when he'd been shooting free throws great. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like I'm less I, there to me. The more I I ponder it, so like an idiot saying that. Sorry. Uh, the more I think about it, it, it it just has to be something up with him not feeling right. And I I can understand that. I was you guys had to hear me sounding like I smoke. Four pack of cigarettes for the month of October. It was terrible. All right, and explain this to me. And I've I've been wondering this for a year or more. Why don't they just take the protection off that damn pick to New York? Give them so many more options and everything like that. What are they afraid about? I would. Yes, and I kind of think they should be. You do. Yeah, because if you're building the whole if you're building the whole plane out of Luka Doncic, and something goes wrong with Luka Doncic. You want that pick? Well, uh, maybe, but I just think it would have been something. You know, this summer, you know, having those picks to dangle out there with other players and things of that nature. Sure. I just think you you just well, that would have been the so many more options it. for moves. That would have been the time to do it before the season started. I don't think you can right. do it now. So and Drew and 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 um, who it's, it's my guy. Logan yeah, you're just a few months away from it, really. Well, the, the, well the, also, this draft, like, granted, I don't expect things to go sideways, but this draft has a 2018 vibe to it, where you hear Victor Wim and Yama's name a lot. I have followed the Thompson Twins for two years now, and they give me, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, my. Yeah, but like, you're talking guys, about – There's 10 guys. You're talking about – Yeah. You're, you're talking about top three to five, and, you know – and Yeah, but and like I'm I saying said, that's why you keep that pick, though, if things really, truly go sideways. That's why. Like, so you, the, you know, Luca gets hurt. Like, I don't know. Just I guess. I guess. Bad, I'm just know, thinking that, that, that if – I'm just thinking like this. If we're in the lottery, I mean, you, you know, I, you may be losing Luca and blow it, or blow it up anyway. So what the hell? Oh, yeah, you know, but, if, but if that's my – but if, like, the reason I'm saying this is, like, the only thing that would be that bad is if Luca was injured. Like if Luca had like a grade three ankle sprain and missed two months, like something that would really cause them to have to consider like packing it away. That's all I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're right there. I mean, I, I didn't think of the injury angle of it because I just don't think that, I mean, with Luca in the lineup, I don't think there's any way this team is a lot anywhere close. No, to no, not at all. Yeah. They're, they're going to yeah. win. They're, I still think they're winning 50 games. It's just going to be kind of and slow like, to get there. Like I say, I agree it's too late now, but in the summer, I think was the time when when you could have done a lot to improve this roster and having those draft picks the you know to, to dangle to people would have been a tremendous asset. Well, that's why we're 
getting out from under the next one, and then they have all of them again. So yeah, nice and I have to agree with you. The the Porzingis thing, I didn't like that at the time anyway. You know, because of the you know with big men, once they start to get injuries and stuff like that, especially athletic big yeah. men. Katie, bar the door. You know, it's it's not good. Yeah, you know? you're you're so. kind of fighting father time, even if you're 25. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look at Anthony Davis is 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 is, is exactly. the same way. I mean, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, so all right, all right. Well, thanks for uh, sure. Help me out a little bit here. I'll uh, you know, I'll we'll survive be back Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Talk soon. All right. all right. Coming up next then is Nav. What's going on, my guy? Hey, thanks for bringing me on. How are you doing? Good, good. Sorry to make you wait. What's going on? Not sure. Um, so it's kind of interesting tonight compared. Come to a little closer to the phone. Oh, I'm sorry. You hear me now? Yes, that's great. Okay. Um, tonight compared to last night. Last night I was actually a lot more angry than I was tonight. I felt like we played worse last night. Where tonight it just was kind of disappointed. Like we we started off the game well. You know, I felt like Luca seemed to make a concerted effort to get everybody involved instead of trying to, you know, mismatch hunt and look for his own shot. Like he seemed to be driving and kicking out. That's how we, you know, got all those threes early on. But it, he, like everybody was saying, he looked sluggish. He was three for nine shooting free throws tonight. That was like really weird. Um, everybody in the starting lineup actually had a positive. Uh, plus minus. That was weird. For Luca. That's the fr- I feel like that's the first time it's happened in a while. It's usually been the bench that's been yeah. carrying. Yeah. So that was like, that was a really weird thing to happen. Uh, JaVale McGee was negative minus seven in eight minutes. He's terrible. We already knew that, but just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I was tr- going to see, what do you think of Josh Green tonight? Honestly, thought he was a bunch of cardio. Didn't really do much that was uh, interesting. I also don't think he was the problem. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he's Josh Green. Like that was, that was kind of the, 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 the element of where that was a good sort of not like come back to earth game. Cause he still needs to be playing 20 minutes a game, but like you go look at his style and he had 19 minutes and a bunch of just cardio didn't really do much and that's okay. He's not going to have games, but it's like, when I see these like crazy talk of him being like, Oh, he should be most improved player. I'm like, guys, he's, he's, he's shooting 75% from the floor and scoring six points a game. If he regresses to 50%, that means he's scoring four points a game. Like, he just got, like, my expectations for Josh are positive contributions. And tonight, I don't think he had any bad ones. Um, he just wasn't, you know, kind of like the rest of the team, kind of useless. Yeah. And it was kind of fun seeing Frank out there tonight, too. I thought, just... was it? He took three shots in four minutes and missed all of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I, liked the, I liked his defense. Like, he had that one steal that they fouled him on right afterwards, where yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I just oh, I'm like glad he's healthy enough to play. Yeah. I, I was kind of getting worried because he had an injury all summer. Like the, the word effusion is not a good word. Like I, I am extremely concerned about the Latvian lasers knee. Like I, I keep on saying it is it, it must apparently be scrambled eggs for him to not be able to play. So it's really nice to see Frank play. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I had no idea what's going on with Davis. So that's, I, I think his knees might be cooked. Like I think he has like, cause he came back when he signed that deal with the wizards that first year back, he was already, he's already lost a lot athletically. He, he's, mm. it's tough. Like he's so unathletic at this point. Um, not like straight. Cause he can obviously run fast, but he has no lateral movement. It's very difficult. Okay. Um, did, on a positive note, Dinwiddie, I thought played great. Outstanding. Yeah. Have another great game. 
Um, I think my my frustration, like I'm, you know, I've been hammering my fist, you know, against the wall about Christian Wood. I guess, I guess my frustration is that with the team is that we still haven't, like, we're just not playing our best players, right? With Christian Wood, and I just, I feel like Jason Kidd's just cutting off his nose despite his face with this. I think that's the case. Yeah, like prove it defense. Like you know, we have to score more points than them too, right? Right. The defense sucks. Like, what are we yeah. doing? It's it's uh, it's, yeah. it's not Woods. Not the defensive problem. The team's yeah. defense is the problem. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I guess like with all the talk, I guess I'm more upset with not the roster construction because I feel like that's kind of it is what it is. Nico's doing whatever. You know, Javale McGee terrible signing. Yes, we all agree, but it's more I. My frustration is I feel like I'm more upset with Jason Kidd and the coaching and the decisions that are being made, the rotations that are being made. And I just feel like the team could be a lot better. The style of play, I, I'm not a fan of like we need to rely on Luca to do absolutely everything where it seems like even when Christian Wood is in there and they do happen to run a pick and roll, you know, he'll seal his defender on the roll. And they, Luca's not even throwing them the ball, it seems like often. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that since the 30 point streak is done, you know, like maybe now we're not, we don't have to focus on that and Luca can try and get hopefully Christian Wood, other people involved. I thought he did a good job starting the game. It's just, I feel like Jason Kidd needs to hammer that point home of like, Hey man, he, you're, you keep complaining about how other people need to step up. And it's like, I don't understand what the logic is like that. You can't expect like, who's, who do you expect to step up the guys who are known as defensive stoppers? That's not sure. what they do. You it's know, it's like, how the team was built. Yeah. It's like, you, it's like who you Dorian Finney Smith is not going to put up 30 points. Like you have a guy who, who can put up points. You're just not playing him. And you're sitting there being like, well, other guys got to step up. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking around my house. Like what, who, who is he talking to? Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. So. But appreciate it. Thank you sure. for having these. It does actually Absolutely. help. Good. Talk soon. Right. Thanks. See you Saturday, maybe. All right. Uh, a couple more. Then we'll get out of Dodge. Logan, what's up, buddy? Logan. It's going bad for the That's fans. Can you hear me? I can. Uh uh. So in the Slack earlier, um, Josh pointed out after the Memphis game, we're actually 18th in offense, which right. <laughs> like every game I would be like, man, it seems like we're stuck in the mud. And then I just kept going back to the, you know, team stats page and being like fourth in offense. Like even as it was falling <laughs> from first, I was like, and I knew the Memphis game like goosed it up, but I was still just like, I don't know. I guess Luke is so good. That's just what we are. And then I was listening to Sam Vecini's pod and he was just talking about how miserable we are to watch. And I think, I watch us so much that I kind of, he was like, besides Luca. And I mean, I agree, but I think I watch us so much that I'm just like, I don't know. I think that kind of like escapes me. Like I'm not really judging it aesthetically. I'm like watching how each player's playing. But then like after games, I'm like, oh, it's so damn muddy. And like we're last in assist percentages percentage. And I keep talking about that over and over. But um, yeah, it's just like, it's it's scary that we were like, oh, our defense isn't as good. And then when you really look at it, the offense is stuck in the mud. And I realized that it's a lot more like the beginning of last year than we thought a week ago. Yeah. And I'm not sure what to do about that because last year's offense, they were running like they were running nonsense. Like 
read you, you know, it was uh, Dorian Finney-Smith post-ups, post-ups and things like yeah. that. This, they're, they're playing Luka Ball right now, and it's not working. Um, well, we have two games of it not working. Um, well, Christian Wood uh, won, won the, the two days. He's, right. the, he's the big winner. Yeah, Christian, Christian Wood and Jalen Brunson. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, I cannot imagine when Wood gets back that they, they kid gloves him. Like, I just don't. Oh, see I can, can, man. Jason well, you're right. I'll, honestly, st- like, yeah. There, if there is a man who, who, you know, he is a stubborn man. Yes. Yeah, when I say I can't imagine, I mean like if I had the 2K controller, I was doing it, but it's not. This is not how it's going to work, but. But just because I think, like, if you want to get to 50 wins, you kind of have to, like, give up on certain things that you feel so strongly about because that's the team you built. And, like, yeah. these these ideas of, like, um, I mean, even, like, if people really want to, like, I don't believe that we only have negative asset players. I just believe some of the players who you could actually trade are people that, like, after that playoff run, we would be, like, out of my cold dead hands will you take Reggie Bullock you know what I mean and I'm not ready yet to say I mean he would need to shoot better and build up his value anyways but I'm not even ready to say I would want to trade him for offense because I don't think that actually gets you closer to a title but like if you want to make this roster work which at this point I don't think we're going to win the title this year obviously I'm just thinking about the future but those guys are so old anyways that I don't think you're really like you know you're not affecting that either we don't know if they'll be a part of the next true contender and so i just think that that's something for us to keep in mind is that if we have a 500 basketball team by the deadline and the way mark cuban thinks he's so short-sighted like i just it's something to consider is that like that's what we can do is you can get a you can get some kind of shot creating guard for but i don't really like it i don't like the sound of that where then we're just like worse on defense but that's that's the roster they built and that's what's crazy is this is the roster that they've that they've built and i bought into it because being a shit is not fun but i i'm very frustrated at myself for doubting my own instincts mm. um uh, lucas is so much fun and they've really fucked it up yeah I mean, it's like, it's because I'm a Chiefs fan, Patrick Mahomes, right? What the Chiefs did around Patrick Mahomes was figure out how to maximize his rookie contract, and they won a, a championship. Because football, like, you have to use that first contract well. Basketball is obviously a different sport, but it's just, it's, I just keep coming back to the fact that everything hasn't worked out. And I don't know what to do with that because I earnestly don't think all of it is, is any one particular person's fault. It's, it's some people's fault. Other things were bad luck. It just, it, it, it makes me wonder now Well, we got to the Western conference finals last year. So there's an element of, well, the process worked that I have a hard time arguing with, but it's just, it's, it's, it's very Portland making it to the Western conference finals vibes, you know? Yeah. Well, Ownership is important, and I won't say this is all Mark Cuban's fault in the sense that I don't think he every single thing. It's not like he made Jalen Brunson's dad work for the Knicks or whatever. You know what I mean? But, but in the sense that like you really don't win titles without great ownership. That's what's always scared me. Even about like people are like, well, we have Lucas, so you'll you might figure it out at some point. Like, whatever. And like, 
I don't like when people say this year's fine because we have Luca, but I do understand the concept that like you're already ahead of other people because you have him and only like seven players can win a title as the best player on the team. But like, it's really hard to find teams. I mean, the Lakers did it, but they had like LeBron, like, I mean, it's possible, but in general, it's just, you're really behind the eight ball because all of those decisions that you're talking about that you can't put on one person, none of them have like the overall vision that is like required to make sure that they're all happening. Like there's just so much haphazard. Like we do this, like trading for wood and then like not knowing exactly if he's going to be like prominently used. And, um, or, I mean, he's whatever, like to the extent that we've talked about, but I guess that's just kind of what scares me is that like, well, we already went through one front office coach combo and we've talked about this with like not learning the right lessons from last year. You don't get to just keep relearning lessons. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's where it's like, to, there, there's an element of me being very frustrated with Kid and Nico, but also having to admit and understand that they were brought in to a situation that didn't have a lot of wiggle room and that we'll never know what happened with Jalen. It, it's, there's just elements where it's like you have such a small margin. And when things don't go your way, it's particularly frustrating. And I want to give Nico and Kid more time. It's just a loss like tonight was so brutal. Well, I don't the, – the double bigs, I mean, like, we've talked about it so many times about them, like, not learning their lessons, but – or, like, not taking the right lessons away from what happened. But I've kind of been working under a hypothesis that, like, the necessity of last year, the lack of depth – like, there's certain things that happened last year that I think helped the Mavericks, and then the whole time they were just like, oh, we're doing this because we're all great, and we're going to get even better. Like, they didn't – they thought that they, they just kind of got egotistical about the fact they were being successful without realizing like what was happening. And then they're like, Oh, we'll just add the, the interior presence and we'll be good yep. to go. And then and like, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's the meme of slapping the tape on a, on a, like a, the, the busted water container. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that, McGee. that just works. the fact that like Maxi and McGee are together in any lineup, it just kind of blows my mind after like, after we only ever had a wing at the four. And like Luca, Luca is a power forward sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. but then again, how much can you expect him to bang around in the post? Uh, it's just frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah, but is. I won't ramble any longer. Oh, you're good. Appreciate you, buddy. And uh, no go, everybody go read Logan's piece. It's going up tomorrow afternoon. It's on uh, the pace of play. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Buddy. Yeah, I'll probably write something to match the tenor of our, uh, like, broken dreams right now yeah, yeah but that see that's the thing about <laughs> basketball that's why these early games we're having like three-day breaks where now we're arguing over actual basketball where instead when we have like these three-day breaks people are arguing about nonsensical trades that were never going to happen <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like can we trade two of our mediocre players for og ananobi are you sure sga isn't pissed are we yeah. sure <laughs> we sure it's like come on guys come on come on love me love me some dalton drink though so nobody tell him i'm teasing him okay talk soon buddy all right, got two more guys. Um, let's go with Will. Hey, Will, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? All right now. Yeah, I had had some time to be less annoyed. I actually didn't even get to watch the game tonight, which I'm certainly not upset about. I just have a few thoughts in general. But uh, first of all, I just want to say that you were an absolute madman for being a Chiefs fan and covering and covering this team. What do you mean? I I, mean, I grew I was I lived in Kansas City till I was twelve, so I like the Buffalo Bills broke my fucking heart all my childhood. Ah, uh, 
just not well what i meant what i meant was covering the ma- choosing the mavs as your sports team that you are an absolute fanatic about oh for sure when you yeah, could so have like when yeah. you have patrick mahomes on your other two which right, you have yeah. just like, like go, go watch that guy play is much more fun than like the grind of this nonsense but oh I yeah absolutely 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 i was a big i was a big patty pre-draft guy and i wish that i had jumped on the wagon because i've never really had an nfl team anyways not the point um really the only the only thing that I wanted to hop in here and say is uh, something that I think Xavier hit on earlier, but uh, just something more specific about our offensive variety. It pisses me off watching the Jazz and seeing like they're like they're a team full of role players, but their offensive like movement and shit, just like constant cutting, relocating and shit, and we just don't do that, and we never have, and it is. It's dumb. It's dumb that like we have we have a lack of creation, so you gotta do some weird shit with the offense, and we never really do that. And I and I really don't understand why. I don't have a part of it is Luca because he wants to ISO. Um, I'm getting one of my friends, one of my one of my high school teammates who is a, a, a basketball coach here out, out at Centennial messaged me and he's like, I, I'm really, they need to run more offense. And I, I told him, I was like, the Luka mismatches, the math is actually in Luka's favor. Because you see him, he's just kicking the shit at people. Yeah. But at the same time, there was a, a discussion uh, today on The Real Ones, Raja Bell and Logan Murdoch that talked about what that can do to your teammates when they're not getting the ball. And, exactly, especially like rhythm, especially yeah. a rhythm guy like Reggie. Like, I he especially him. I'd like to see Reggie come off like off ball screens and like just some even just like simple shit like that. Like run Reggie off of like a pin down or some shit. We just we don't even do that, you know. Right. No, it's wild. Espe- especially when Luca's not on the floor. Like I understand. Like I understand Luca Iso is the smart play eighty percent of the time when Luca's on the floor. And but well, also Spencer Din Spencer Dinwiddie can't pass, but uh, not not shitting on Din not shitting on Dinwiddie right I understand. now. I said the same uh, thing. Um, one more thought that I've had speaking of Spence is uh, this is actually another thing that you've already hit on once, but uh, the inevitable regression to the mean with Spence's shooting. The thought of that scares the hell out of me. But I think other people fun. pick up. Like that's just the nature of a basketball yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. I Reggie will be fine right now. Josh needs to be eating Reggie's minutes, but like I'm not screaming trade Reggie or anything which like I that. Which I think he is because Reggie's minutes He'll, are down. Yeah, yeah. Which I good on Jason Kidd for finally learn for finally learning some lessons from play from players not doing shit on the court. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think you're right. I think guys will start to pick it up. I'm. Uh, not worried about Dorian, not worried about Reggie. I'm a little worried about Maxi, really on both ends of the court, but especially, that man that man's cooked on offense. I don't know if he can play back to backs. That that's yeah. sort of my my feeling with him. Yeah. And again, as as I said, I didn't actually catch the game tonight, which I did watch that monstrosity of a game last night, but uh didn't get to actually watch tonight, which again, not upset because I probably would have Thrown a would have thrown a remote through my TV watching Kyle Kuzma hit what like five threes something like for that. Sure, and I, like I, I've hated Kuzma for such a long time, and he, I just have to admit that with how he's played the past two years, he'd like be really good with Luca. Oh God, he would be such a great fit. 
Lori, God, I know, I know we tried to get, we tried to get him and Hey, at least, at least we tried. And honestly, it's kind of funny at the time I said, Oh hell no KP. Cause KP was still on the team at the time. I was one of the people that said, Oh hell no, absolutely not. Lori and KP on the same, on the same team. I will rip my hair out, but God, imagine that man. Just like, again, like I said a minute ago with like Utah's movement off of the ball, like, off of the ball and shit, their role players, which I mean, Lori's the best player on that team, but he moves, you know, he moves without the ball a lot and just make, just does smart shit like cutting, you know, stuff like that. And they run him off the screen sometimes and stuff, which I haven't watched a ton of Utah, but when I watch it makes all I can help but think is why don't we do shit like this? Will Hardy is really, really good though. Yep. He is. Well, thanks Will. Hope you come back. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Have a good night, Kurt. You too. I really need to start drinking after these games again. I've not been doing it as much because I'm trying to be more healthy. And I got to tell you, they're going to drive me back to it. Sam, sorry to keep you waiting for such a long time. How you doing, buddy? Oh, no, you're fine. I, I had to leave anyway, so it's good. I just wanted to come back and, you know, give my two cents. Um, it's probably been said already, but, like, you said it earlier in the year, before, before the season even started, you know, this is probably going to be, like, taking our lumps type of season. And... I mean, I think it's early, obviously, still, but we're kind of already at that point. And this is just an organizational failure to me, just from top to bottom, just because the problem that I've always had, I, I say it all the time when I come on here, like, we don't take advantage of the situations that we have, like, to get, like, the, the Rick Carlisle thing, the draft pick. Second, I don't care if it's a second round. Oh, yeah, just let him go. I, like, like it's show – I remember my, my line was it's not it's not called show friends. It's show business. Like, what are we doing? Like, letting the guy just go. Yeah, just letting them go. And I get the whole Branson thing. You probably couldn't, like, do a sign and trade type thing. But it's like, just do something. And the fact that they're just contempt with – I get it. Luca yeah. generational talent. Great. Like, I love that. That's the, that's the, the easy part now at this point. We got the guy. Now, surround the guy with some semblance of talent and it's like the last three years they've just i don't know they're just contempt and you know this whole western conference finals run which was great i'm not complaining about it but you get a guy that you literally played off the floor last year and you bring him to your team and within 10 games it's a failure and you gave him a three-year deal so it's it's like okay that's a failure and then you, what do you do you get a guy in christian wood you trade granted you trade guys that you didn't play on your bench you traded for him, and now he's not playing. He barely he, – did he play 30 minutes a game? No. And it's just – at this point, we're, we're not good on defense. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just throw, throw Christian Wood out there. But now he has a knee sprain, so who knows how long that may keep him out for. And right. So it's it's just one thing after another. And now we had two games in a row with Spencer didn't really balled out, and it got wasted because the rest of the team was trash. So it, it's kind of – I don't want to say frustrating is the word. I don't want to say expected is the word. But it's kind of like, okay, we've had 11 games so far, and if Luka wasn't balling the F out, we'd probably be 4-7, and 3-8. And, and, you know, and besides that Memphis game, which doesn't – I mean, at this point, that's a schedule loss for Memphis because they were playing three games four nights. So, really done except, you know, play close. And it's – sorry, I'm just, I'm just ranting, but, like, Spencer did what he said. Yeah, Spencer said it. It's like, yeah, we're giving up those big leads, but we're getting the big leads. So you're obviously doing something right to where you're getting these big leads in all these games, but you're just not keeping them to where you're having to stress out every game until the end, which 
my heart can't take 82 of those. So it's kind of like, um, hell, at least these last two games are just blowouts because they couldn't do shit in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But it's – um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's the crazy part. It's like what what can you do except just play it out because you can't make no trades because you your guys. You can't get you can't trade your draft picks, so you're just gonna mortgage your future. So like you don't want to do that. So you're just kind of stuck right now. So you just gotta kind of deal with it and hope Luca, you know, is just a generational all time great this year to where we're not in the plan. Right. So that's um. Like I said, I, I'm just ranting. I'm just kind of just letting all my shit out. But yeah, it's, it's this is for. the kind of game. We, yeah, this is the kind of games where, like like last year when we lost to OKC and Orlando, oddly enough, where that's the difference between being a three seed and a four seed. So it's kind of like, who who knows what's going to happen? I don't think Utah's going to keep this up. I keep saying that, but who knows? Maybe they just say, you know what? We're just that good. We're just going to keep going. And Portland's balling out right now. They just beat the Pelicans today. So. Who knows what we're gonna? The only good thing I guess is Minnesota's trash, and that, that awful. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, it's still early, so things could always break. Like we're a second half of the season team for some reason, which is good, I guess, in the long run. But man, this these are frustrating times right now. They are, and I'm sorry it had to go this way. Well, thanks for joining, buddy. Hey, not a problem. Have a good night. All right. All right, team, I got to go. We'll do this again Saturday night, though I am going to my first game of the season, taking uh, taking my my, my my six-year-old terrorist child, um, which is bedtime is at 7.30, and the game starts at 7.30. So I fully expect things to go well and for me to be in a great mood. Uh, so we'll be doing that a little bit late. You'll have to bear with me. I appreciate you uh, joining night in and night out. You guys are great. This has been Kirk Henderson, Mavs Moneyball's Group Therapy, and we will talk to you a little later in the week. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.